Welcome to episode number 242 of the Tall Lake Talk podcast. This is Casey. And this is Chris. Coming in hot. Sorry. <laughs> Early in the morning here. Uh, so hot. <laughs> so hot. 242 okay. episodes. Very excited to be here today. Um, not as not as heavy a news today. So, you know, we've got some speculation to talk about. Second half of the show is a lot thicker than the first. But before we get into that, what are we geeking out on, man? I finished Final Fantasy VI this past week. Uh, nice. Took me 60 hours with grinding, according to my... <laughs> According to the count, um, <laughs> that's a twenty-hour game. It is it, is it though? Um, no, does it take twenty hours to hunt down the eight legendary dragons? Yeah, exactly. Get Ultima for my four main characters, so I can just wipe out everybody at the end of the game. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Those games, you know, it's amazing that you can put that much time into an old SNES game. Um, they didn't add anything for the Pixel Remasters, so um, but it was great. Um, makes me want to play the other pixel remasters so but i just actually just started final fantasy 9 um so i'm just kind of working through them um and then i decided to try to also play final fantasy type zero or whatever that action rpg was um from it was on ps3 originally and i got remastered ps4 and i'd always wanted to play it but it's really kind of choppy between the fight scenes and then it goes to the cinematics and fights it's it's kind of it's not really Super enjoyable at the beginning, um, but I'm going to still give it a shot um, while I'm waiting for Final Fantasy 16 to come out. Did you ever play, um, what's the one that's like completely, oh, never mind, I'm thinking of Metal Gear Solid, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> that one that's like completely different from the rest of the of the series. But, I mean, there are Final Fantasies like that, but yeah, yeah. I mean, weren't like, the, weren't the Metal Gears like, different each game after three or something like that they were just a different concept each time pretty much yeah Yeah, but we'll be talking about that later in the show yes we will um okay yeah i've been playing forza still just i love it um so much got back into roller drum because i there was a crazy sale uh over at steam so did that and then just trying to like catch up on shows and i gotta binge like spider verse before i see the movie tonight <laughs> like i i'll probably sometimes what i'll do is i'll watch them like mm-hmm. at like two speed just so like i <laughs> still catch everything like i did it for the bonds like i wanted to watch all the james bonds before all the craig ones before the final one no time to die and i just like you know, I would ha- I would like double speak because I know what's happening. You know what I mean? Like I've seen Spider Verse many times now. <laughs> Does it give it like the Elvin and Chipmunks voices or? I just I just turn it off. I just <laughs> kind of have it streaming there. Probably, probably. You uh, know, there's one more thing I did do was um I did watch Shazam two, uh, which I still actually I actually enjoyed. Um, I I can see where people didn't like it, but I mean it's not aimed towards adult you know most comic yeah, book family movie right like, it is it's actually yeah. i liked it more than the first a one. lot of not not as much as the first one but more than some of these late these comic book movies as of late i, I think i liked it more than black adam um definitely more Whoa. than Thor and things like that I yeah like black i adam, yeah me you too like black adam. <laughs> i did i did um but i really i really had a good time with shazam too Sorry, no. All right, it's on the list. No, no, it's on the list. It's on the list. 
All right, so before we get to the news, though, we did have a couple of passings, unfortunately. Um, one of them was completely unexpected, Ray Stevenson, and then Tina Turner. She was just, you know, I didn't know how old she was, and I didn't realize she's not even in this country anymore. Like, she's kind of been, like, ostracized from America. <laughs> so, like, that was a whole, yeah, she's been living in, like, Switzerland or something. Like, she couldn't come back to America. Did you want, did, was that that movie? That you went to see was that about her, or was that something? I'm thinking of somebody else. I don't know what you're talking about. There was like a biography movie you went. To oh, see that was Whitney Houston. That oh, was that was Whitney okay. Houston. Yeah, yeah. Yep, never yep. mind. Never um, mind, people. Sorry. But anyway, Tina Turner theme song to Goldeneye. Uh, she's got starring role in Mad Max Three, Thunderdome Three, Thunderdome. Yeah. So you know she's got. Obviously, some ties to the geek community. Ray Stevenson, bit more. Uh, Rome is where I first saw that guy. Um, shows up on Dexter. Obviously, he's Punisher. He's going to be in Ahsoka. Like, he's been on Rebels as a voice or uh, Clone Wars as a voice. So, I mean, he's really been all over um, geekdom for the last, you know, 30 years. So that that one was and he's not old. He was less than 60. Yeah, just came out. I don't know if they've said what happened, if it was drugs or what, but it was a sad one for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I just it was it's sad because they're putting all these pictures out from the production of Ahsoka, uh, everybody together like that. And yeah. I, you know, yeah. I didn't realize that he had um, been in other Star Wars projects, that he was part of the family. So that was actually, you know, interesting that, you know, he was working with Filoni um, a lot with Star Wars. And, you know, I, you know, does he, does he, does his character die in Ahsoka? I'm I'm assuming uh, that they kill off the villains, you know, um, but right. it would be kind of rough if, you know, they have to fill in, fill in a different character or a different right. actor for him. Yeah. Right. right. So just a moment of silence for uh, those families. Okay, let's get to uh, some Marvel news. So, first things first, big news. Uh, Sony has officially announced a live-action Miles Morales. This comes via Variety, so this is not a rumor. This is Sony saying, this is it. <laughs> we are doing this thing. Um, could be a crossover with Spider-Man, Tom Holland, even though we have literally heard nothing on that front. But... They want him to come, and uh, Avia Rod said, sooner than you expect. Wow. So what does that mean? Madam, Madam Web? Mm. Uh, Craven? You know, these things are already in production, filming currently. So if he says sooner than we expect, what does that mean to you, Chris? That is an interesting statement. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, Probably we see something with Madam Web. I would imagine that they're going to make this like the big tie into everything. We've already seen where, you know, this Sony versus crossed over into the MCU. Kind of um, not really the best way to do it, nor are they really playing nicely together uh, yet. And this Spider-Man list first. I mean, it makes sense to have a Spider-Man finally. Can we do Miles Morales without Peter Parker and just talk about Peter Parker, Spider-Man in the background? Probably, but I would not, you know, I wouldn't like that as much. I would not like that as much either. And then if you do that, you're basically establishing 
which you can, the universe, the ultimate universe is the one that they're going with. You know what sure. I mean? In that case. And in the end, if that is the case, okay, I guess. <laughs> well, it's also interesting to note that the ultimate universe is coming back in the comic books. Um, right. So not that I think that was related at all, but it's a good point you just made there. Well, also, sorry, an- another another point is <laughs> we get reference to the MCU and across the Spider-Verse. Like they, you yeah. know, Miguel says it, right? Um, in the trailers. Is this <clears throat> is this an ex- a continuation? Is this live action a continuation of what happens with those two movies? Because you got to think, even if Miles shows up as a cameo in one of these movies at the end of this year, early next year, they can start shooting today. We won't see a Miles movie until 2025. Fact. That's the earliest. So, you know, that's something to think about, too, is like, is it all connected? Right. It is interesting to think about, like, do they just bring in somebody in a Spider-Man suit and then kill him off, you know, and just right move forward from there you know right the death of spider-man in the ultimate comics brought up brought us miles morales peter parker dies in the spider-verse movie yeah you know um in his world so i mean uh or in the other world but right who knows you know um it's 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 a lot to think about and it's really exciting actually because it's it's about time right i think with the spider-verse that they've put out the idea that there's one spider-man per verse mm-hmm. and that spider-man can be spider-woman <laughs> can be spider-pig and can be you know what i mean it could be any one of these spider people so like we've got a tom holland now we've got a miles as the quote-unquote spider-man but there's a you know i don't know <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> it's a lot i guess we'll find out tonight after i watch this movie if i get any more kind of ideas to throw in for next episode oh, that's right it's tonight it's awesome yeah, late for some uh, late show. It's eight forty, which I'm not looking forward to, but whatever. Well, that was the funny thing because, like, when I went to buy my flash ticket, it was like three o'clock. I was like, okay, <laughs> three o'clock on Thursday, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that, and that's been the thing. Same thing with Mario. Some of them have been eleven a.m. Like, it's kind of bonkers. But for this one, I was like, okay, I guess going real back, late. <laughs> back to basics. Back to the midnight show yeah yeah so <laughs> i'll be seeing it in imax 2d um i don't think they did a 3d which i also thought was kind of weird so anyway not spending the monies not spending the money so let's go continuing on in the rumor mill um deadpool 3 it is filming now and yes. we've got some stuff like let's just throw this out here i'm going to throw out the improvate improv yeah thing with ryan reynolds so where did you hear this uh the the interwebs okay you know the you know the the place of factual yes <laughs> yes yes so he's so, not improvising right because of the writer's strike quote unquote he cannot improvise um like he usually does which actually makes everything better because he does hmm. so much of it on he did so much of it in the deadpool movies that it was it was part of it, you know. It, it made a lot for a lot of the scenes. So it's it's rumored that he can't improvise due to this writer's strike. Okay, um, that's kind of Tim. Okay, you would think the opposite, right? It would be like, 
Well, we don't have we don't have. That's <laughs> no, what I mean. Just, <laughs> yeah. Let's just let them go. Just let them, let them talk. Huh. So you can make small adjustments to scripts under the through clause, but Ryan Reynolds, co-writer Sean Levy, helming the comic book flick is unlikely that the finished cut of Deadpool 3 will end up being anything different than the version that's already on the page. So there's some clause that you have to stick to hmm. it. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's so kind of weird. You know, okay, this is why. Huh. Because he's listed as a writer on the film, he can't quote unquote write more. Interesting. Wow. That's a weird little shitty loophole for them. Okay. Yeah, because he's not right. He's writing, right? Like, yeah. I guess I get it from a legal standpoint, but to your point, yeah, like those guys, you know, uh, Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, you know, Ryan Reynolds, Steve Carell, like some of these big time comedian guys, that's the goal <laughs> is like when you watch these outtakes and you're like, oh, okay, they had a lot of options. Yeah, this is just the funniest one. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's going to be very interesting. And you can't write more. That's the thing. You can't make any last minute changes either, which wow. is a lot that happens on set is like oh that wasn't really working we're gonna change this lineup write it on the script day of nope that sucks yeah so i already thought deadpool 2 was kind of meh we'll see how deadpool 3 <laughs> shows up like this um but silver lining possibly is we have seen some shit we have seen holly berry in a new type of storm wig Kind of a bit like her 80s version uh, with the mohawk, which I thought was just rad. Mm -hmm. um, so let's just say Storm's coming. And, and with that, Famke Johnson has been rumored to be seen, as well as James Martin being uh, Jean Grey and Cyclops, respectively. Um, this makes sense to me. You know, it already they already had a really cool swan song in Days of Futures Past. And, you know, I, I kind of hate when they give people more swan songs when they already did it the same thing with logan really but like this is a cool like this is it this is the end of the fox universe right like this is okay to me this is different too i mean if he's bopping around multiverses and this is just he goes and snatches logan out of that one or whatever and then who knows how they're going to treat it but you know i want to see that I would love to see it on a comedy level. I would, you know, uh, Patrick Stewart and oh, Magneto there. I can't think of his name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, saying that can't they're not. Know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, that they're not done yet. There's been these hints that it's that it's going to happen. I mean, come on. I mean, Patrick Stewart came back and did the true Professor X for Doctor Strange 2. So, um, or at least our Professor X, our 90s Professor X. So it'd be interesting to... To see these characters in more of a like 90s X-Men get up and then get that theme music playing that they've decided to throw in now in Miss Marvel and, and more. Just really excited to see any characters from the Fox franchise show up here and then hopefully intermingle in with some MCU people like they did with Doctor Strange 2. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, so this next piece of news is that Spider-Man manga is coming by two of the creators of My Hero Academia. This one's going to be called Octopus Girl, where Doc Ock again dies 
and again gets reincarnated into another body, but this one into a small girl who will then fight, you know, off with, with Spider-Man. So kind of like a typical manga trope and a comic book trope. (laughs) So what do you think of this idea? Something for everybody. That's it, right? Something for everybody. That's all I got to say about it. Yeah, that's, that's all. Um, so that's coming out June 20th. So see it in your local stores soon. Um, on the comic book size, why don't you take this one over? Yeah. Uh, so Chip Zdarsky is wrapping up his, uh, his epic run on Daredevil, uh, which has been basically like a globe trotting mystical ninja adventure. Uh, and that's the fun thing about Daredevil, right? You can do so much with him being, strangely a street level character like that um he just has a lot of a lot of usage so uh in september there's a new creative starting up uh saladin ahmad and aaron cooter uh they'll be taking over the writing duties and art duties and so it's interesting because with uh daredevil born again on its way and it being rumored, not rumored, but most likely more on the lighter side than, of course, the the Marvel Knights version that we saw on Netflix and the dark and gritty. Um, yeah, I'm sure we'll get some cool stuff. And I'm really excited for this show, but it's probably going to be a lot more levity, um, more like the Mark Wade run. So I'm wondering what this next run's going to be. Will this be kind of like that? Will this run its course? And then there'll be another creative by the time that show comes out where they go back to that. So I, I imagine that they're going to get back to basics with Daredevil uh, street level here. Uh, and, you know, uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, I like Saladin Ahmed has done some stuff with Spider-Man, Miles specifically, Miss Marvel. He's worked on some other Marvel titles. So he's got a, he's got a good background right now. And I like having fresh takes on old characters like this. You know, I don't know how... Because from what I understand, I haven't been reading it. Isn't this new run of Daredevil pretty violent too? Like, it, or is it more fun? I mean, I know Chip Zdarsky. No, it's tends completely to be. violent. That's what completely. I thought. So, I, I don't believe that this new Daredevil is going to be more fun. To be honest with you, I think it might not be as dark as in the sense of like dealing with like his like super inner demons and like there's a fire inside like i don't think it's gonna be that kind of shit and like you know his mom is this you know lady like the uh, nun like all that stuff is gone right like it happened it's done it's over Mm -hmm. i think that this born again like i still think it's gonna be the most violent thing that we've seen on tv that's my thought for for them in the I MCU, sorry, in the MCU only, like more than Moon Knight, which I didn't think was extremely violent. I mean, if Punisher's showing up, it's it. Of course, we're gonna mm-hmm. have unless they make a joke out of it, and then I'll be completely pissed off. But um, I think that they're they're gonna walk the line between, you know, I think they'll do the like the Mark Wade stuff. They already mm-hmm. said like, oh, he's dark. Um, um, Daredevil is much older. Matt is 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 more experienced that maybe this Netflix world happened, you know, um, in the past when he became Daredevil, but he's already, he's already Daredevil. And what we've seen of him in Spider-Man and also in uh, She-Hulk, definitely She-Hulk is definitely more on the levity side, but even in Spider-Man, it's just, it, it is more like that, um, that Mark Wade, like, like, 
ha ha joke, like, you know, little inside jokes and stuff like that. And you can still go and have a great adventure. And he's, and I think we're going to see more of like this swash, swashbuckling daredevil that we, we, we've experienced in different runs since the, since the seventies, you know? Hmm. So, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll see. What's next. What's this Jonathan Hickman, you know, you know how Jonathan Hickman gets. Um, so, as he's bringing back the ultimate universe, he's also has a new series called gods. And this actually sounds kind of interesting. It's going to redefine the cosmic powers of the Marvel universe. So they did these preview posters with like doom and Dr. Strange and moon Knight and whatnot. So this is going to run across titles um, with some, some bookends as well, I believe, and some tie-ins from, from him, but they're introducing new characters. And so when you look at these posters, these known characters are matched up with these new characters. So that's the mystery of what's going on. Um, so I, this is interesting because, um, as he says, it takes place in its own special corner of the universe. Um, you know, whatever. I mean, he's a great storyteller, and I'm actually kind of interested to see what this this all means. I'm interested to see what it all means. It's just... You know, I fell off of uh, X-Men, and right. I think what it is is that, and even seeing these posters, I guess I'm just like, I like Jonathan Hickman quite a bit, <laughs> and I do think he's a very good storyteller. I think that he gets, either Marvel lets him get too big, or he gets too big, and or, or whatever. Like, I just, I just kind of want to see things, like, more executed without, like, 50 bloat bloated tie-ins and that's what my fear is and that's what it's been with marvel is like you had house of x that could have been the the title like i understand you want wolverine to have a title and, and blah 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 and obviously marauders is like one of the greatest things i've ever read i just think like they get so bloated that it's like jonathan hickman needs to almost stay away from these characters and just do what the hell he wants to do on his own. But that's just my opinion. And, you know, I know obviously like I was there day one for house of X. I was there for other, you know, secret wars and fantastic four and all this other shit, but, and I'll be here for most of this, but I just kind of want to know, like, you know, am I going to get invested again just to get like, Oh, here's this new character. You don't know. But yet they have ties to Doctor Doom, but but it doesn't matter. <laughs> but it actually changes everything. Like I don't know. What I to your point, <clears throat> and I can't I can't blame you for jumping all up in the X Men because it's X Men, um, and it was very exciting. Uh, but like you, I I fell off after like two months. Um, you probably stayed longer than I did. Um, here we have actually yeah. what's interesting yeah. is this seems to tie into the ongoings that are it, it, that are already going on uh, without throwing in all these like puffy mini series and, and extras that you have to buy. So it's like, here, pick up these five issues this month, pick up these five issues this next month. So hopefully it stays kind of contained to that and he can just tell a story because to your point, he's already reopening the ultimate universe and that's going to be a huge undertaking you know that he's good at quote unquote um so yeah i let's let's see what happens we'll see what happens um so in the meantime cautiously optimistic with 
everything that Hickman does, but not to say he's not great. All right, so let's jump over across the pond. Um, the rumored uh, villain for Superman Legacy, the upcoming James Gunn movie, is Brainiac. Um, we've seen live-action Brainiac, obviously, on, on TV a bunch, but we haven't seen it, right? I don't think we've seen it cinematically. I'm trying to think of the old ones, but I don't think we've so. We've seen Brainiac in... <laughs> the animated movies we've seen Brainiac right. five. we see Brainiac, Brainiac 5 in the Arrowverse but we've never seen true Brainiac yeah because that was the that was the villain for Tim Burton's um, Superman yes. movie alright and we have the technology now to um, do Brainiac right uh, I think and then it's about time Brainiac's such a huge Superman villain mm -hmm. uh I can see him being the big bad in this. I will remain cautiously optimistic because there's a lot to do with this movie. But I mean, if you're going to do Superman Legacy, you're bringing in crypto. Why, you know, I'm I'm, I'm imagining we're going to see Candor. So Candor is going to be probably a big, you know, if this is like the legacy of the House of L and Krypton and stuff like that. Brainiac has so much to do with that, and you know how how Candor became so small. I could see James Gunn doing something like that. Um, of course, you know, opening the movie with like Lobo or, or whatever, you know, it's going to be it's going to be great. Um, regardless, I, I I believe in James Gunn and I'm really excited to see what he does with Superman. Yeah, I am, too. Um, this is, you know, this is another one where I'll remain cautiously optimistic. Yep. That's it. Yep. Um, over in comics, Bat. Man and Catwoman are going to war uh, in the latest crossover, um, which is actually, again, from Chip Zdarsky um, yeah. and Teeny Howard. So this is going to be uh, Batman and Catwoman. What is the name of this thing? It. Gotham War. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So here's the funny thing. So when the dawn of the DCU was announced, they're like, we're not going to do any big crossovers. We're not going to do anything. So... This is sticking to their guns. This is an insular crossover within the Gotham books. Um, this one will this one will run across the Catwoman and Batman title with some end caps and a Red Hood uh, miniseries, along with one shots, you know, like Robin and Nightwing. I'm sure. So a mini event. But like we were talking about Night Terrors, and Night Terrors, I really thought was going to be this Elseworlds crossover, but seemingly as I read this. Gotham War is spinning out of Night Terrors. Yes. So yeah. what is Night Terrors exactly? I can't wait to read it, but is it like in everybody's heads? Is it really happening? Is it is it a big event that they just lied to us about? I'm really confused at this point. <laughs> so. I don't know because, <laughs> I, you know, just like you, I'm behind yeah. as far as what's going on um, in, DC, well, in the big two, really. Yeah. So uh, cool for this. Uh, I hope it's good. <laughs> this is why I'm glad I have the app. <laughs> that's it that's it and for me like guys i know like sometimes we don't always talk about the big two as far as like our current reading things though if you listen to listen to listen up casuals you can hear some more up-to-date uh comic book information with chris and rocco um but these mostly are things rocco. Easily, <laughs> mostly rocco these are easily bingeable things and i'll get back to it and you know i'll just i'll just read it all and find yeah. out yeah. um all right, so let's go over to Star Wars news. Uh, this is a this is 
the Galactic Cruiser is having its final voyage um, this September. The completely bloated um, Star Wars hotel is is failing, and I would assume that this is going to change into just one of the Disney themed hotels. Like there's everything else. Uh, what do you think? I mean, they could dress it up just as a Star Wars hotel instead of a whole experience. Honestly, um, I heard rumors that they tried to save it by making it completely Mandalorian themed. Um, at the end of the day, mm. it was a, it was just how do how do you think that people are going to we just came out of a pandemic. We're in a recession. We have inflation out of control like <laughs> If there's ever a time to do it, it was the worst. It, literally, you're right. right. It was the worst time in history to open up something of this scale. That's price. it. You're absolutely price. right. You could have charged less. I mean, I guess I guess probably it costs a lot of money to have everybody be acting, to have everything like I don't know what their I don't know what their idea was. A, I am not super impressed by Disney Star Wars to begin with as everybody knows. I love Star Wars. I will always love Star Wars, but these kind of things are just ridiculous to me. It doesn't, it goes against everything that Star Wars is. Right. Um, it's not independent anymore. No, no. I mean, you know, even, even, even before Disney, Star Wars became really, was a core, like, it, it, it created like the big toy machine and, and, and merchandising and all that stuff. Of course, it was mm-hmm. about money making, but it's, it, it's been like, there's been great stuff from Filoni and, 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 and Tony Gilroy and stuff like that. But the rest of it has just been so lackluster compared to what they did with Marvel. And it's like, it's not like I don't like Disney because I love what they did with Marvel until, you know, more recently in some of the stuff. And I can, you know, easily argue that, but that's because I can be a critic, but this, this was ridiculous. And this is exactly what happens when you get too big for your britches, as they say. Yeah, and I think they they also screw themselves by hinging the entire scheme on BBA and the sequels. That's yeah, but too, they've yeah. also abandoned the sequels in a way. I mean, I know we got an announcement there's gonna be new with Ray, but it's like you guys, if you're gonna do it, you do it as the OT. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if you really wanna make money. Here's a Dagobah room. Here's a Hoth room. Here's a Tatooine. You know what I mean? Like, give the fans what they're actually asking for. That could be a really good idea to how to kind of like repurpose it and not make it a three day, whatever, two, three day cruise, cruise you know? But just repurpose it into a Star Wars themed hotel and experience, you know, and just yep. charge cheaper amounts for it, you know? And you're right. It was, they, they're like, we're going to do our own thing. That's, that's it. Um, yeah. Important. Yeah. All right. And then finally, uh, this is a rumor, but supposedly August 31st is the Ahsoka premiere. We know it's coming this summer. We know it's got a hit before Andor, which is this fall, as well as Skeleton Crew, which is in there somewhere. Um, so, you know, what do you think of this rumor? You think it's an accurate time? Um. I I I think so. I think end of summer is usually when they drop a show into the fall. Um, I don't know. I regardless, I'm excited for it, and I I will wait another couple of months, even if it is into the fall or winter. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say August. Okay. 
Yeah, I agree. End of end of August. Yeah. End of August. Um, all right, so let's go over to the other side of the uh, galaxy, I guess, for lack of a better term. <laughs> uh, Strange New Worlds. We got a trailer for season two. We got the did you watch full, it? I full trailer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did because I've been waiting. Um, because with this lower decks crossover, they there was a leak that I talked about in the last show. Um, yeah, with, with um, Jack Quaid and yep. and Tawny Newsom and um, as their characters in live action, and we got it, uh, and we see it at the end. It's it's great uh, because when Spock is like live long and prosper, prosper, and then Bulmer Bulmer, it's just like freaky like acting weak <laughs> he's like so like nervous and uh he's it's just great it's great to see this trans translation of these animated characters from such a great tribute show um that does so many great homages and and is has really made its place in the star trek um universe to see this crossover i don't know how they get there because lower decks takes place in the future um mm-hmm. because there's so many references and um, well, they're not uh, opposed to time travel and Ex- exactly <laughs> exactly and i just i'm really excited to see how this how this comes about and if they're going to do a reciprocal crossover um but stranger worlds is actually on youtube the first season is for free in america right now yes um so anybody who wants to who's been interested to see that show go watch it is it's it's the best trek in years it's better like i liked discovery i lo- i loved the new season picard but stranger worlds is star trek it's back to basics it's it's amazing so i'm really excited for the second season which comes out in a couple of weeks so very very excited yeah for sure um, we also got our first look at Star Trek Resurgence, which is a new game. Um, this is actually coming from Dramatic Labs, which consists of ex-Telltale developers. So the trailer um, shows off footage um, where you get to make choices, and those choices uh, direct the gameplay. So a little bit of a Mass Effect feel for mm-hmm. Star Trek is what I got from this. Yeah, it looks great. Um, it's out uh, I've read some reviews. People, Shit, okay, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> it's like it's thirty nine ninety nine on on PlayStation. I've been debating okay. getting it. People say it's well worth it. Uh, it's one of the best Star Trek narratives in a long time, uh, and they just, I'm really actually, it's it's hard for me not to go and buy it. I, I'll probably buy it the first sale. Um, but yeah, I really want to play it because I love I love Telltale games. I love choice games yeah. like that. And um, this is this is set after the last Next Generation movie. Um, it's not Nemesis, but it's the other one. Okay, so. I was um, curious how Spock was in there. I was like, what is going on right now? Yes. Um, okay, so it takes place in there. Okay. Yep. Um, awesome. And then finally, Star Trek news: Strange New Worlds gets a mini series coming from IDW. This will be Scorpius Run. Um, this takes place right after the season two finale. So this will be kind of interesting, um, which is August 23rd is the first issue, which is one week after the season two finale. So uh, comes coming in hot. It's smart. That's <laughs> it's really very smart. smart. Yep. Wow. Huh. yep. Well, I wasn't going to order it. I'll probably just retrade. 
So good yeah, right. Just get the whole mini series. But yeah. um yeah, I love when they do things like 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 when they plan it out. <laughs> it's completely makes sense time wise. Uh it's a really smart idea to keep the momentum going. It's something that like Star Star Wars should have done if you if you really thought about it. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I think about this stuff um with I don't want to spoil Picard season three too much, but Please I think don't. about this stuff with <laughs> what they're doing in the in the idw run right now with with the yeah. ds9 characters and yep. and heading towards day of blood that big crossover um and i just think about how they're very smart about how they're using certain characters and whatnot so yeah this is actually really um like you just said i wish that star wars would have taken what they're doing with their written media and you know done more with their live action media or animated media and blend like it that. so, right uh, i just yeah weird weird to me not that not that filoni's not doing it correctly but right right um you know it just goes into you know one thing that we're not really privy to or at least we don't maybe pay attention to the same way that we do with star wars is how they've been creating this world for star trek you know do they have a writer's room retreat um seemingly they do where right. everybody all the heads animation video games uh live action movies live action tv all seem to sit in a room together and say what are you doing <laughs> this is what i'm doing how does this work with this like which is the way it honestly at, at this point in time with how people want world building and people want like hey, I just finished this TV show, but I want to know what else is going on with these characters. Oh, you dropped a comic book for me. Like, this is the way that things really should be as a, as a major uh, brand, uh, to be honest with you. So we've said it before the last six months or so. Star Trek has been doing things that Star Wars just doesn't seem to be wrapping their head around. But the next thing that Star Trek needs to do is their own celebration. And that will really start filling in even more of these gaps. Yeah, I mean they do it. They do a lot of shows. I, there's that yeah. experience up in in New York that I that I've shared with you. Um, they do do some. They do. I, I don't know which show. Like I think they have like Star Trek events at certain cons um, where they get all the characters, like the actors, yeah, together they do and that. stuff like yeah. that. So, but you're right. It's just like when when does that happen? Would that be super popular? I I think so. I think it's big enough now, especially now that you could pull off a decent sized con, you know, to do this. So um, anyway, let's go over to comic book news. Uh, image is left diamond. This is huge. This has been a 25 year plus relationship. They're going to be switching over to Lunar starting in September. Um, now, this is a just a heads up. This is for their specific single issues. Trades will still be going through Diamond because Diamond still has the most reach for Barnes and Nobles. And you know what I mean? If you want a full trade of a comic book, they can do that for you. Um, but this is something that Lunar has been picking up steam since the pandemic when Diamond kind of kind of dropped the ball on some people. Right. DC left during the pandemic. That was a huge move. Uh, these let's start with the big two those the big two should be distributing their own comics anyway so there's no reason why they they're not able to this right here either is going to make diamond say hey we got to re 
re reevaluate what we're doing here and maybe take better care of these little indie companies. Or we have this mass exodus and a company like Lunar starts to pick up these small companies. Uh, and we see this, this breaking up of the monopoly that's been part of Comic Done for years and years and years. So um, you're right. I mean, it's, this is huge. I mean, Image was one of the biggest, you know, moves for independent comics you know, when when we were younger, uh, that that happens, that all those big, big, those big stars who were, you know, starting to really come about, moved and started their own company and has been around for now this many years. So it's exciting to see this. Um, and I, I I actually was wondering what it meant. I, I was thinking like that single issue thing. But, yeah, it's interesting that they're kind of splitting it two ways, which is also smart. Yes. So um, just as a refresher for everybody, DC moved to Lunar in 2021 um, during the pandemic uh, for their single issues. And they still do both Lunar and uh, and Diamond, but that has been their main distributor as well. So really, of the top three, Marvel's the only one who hasn't moved. And if Marvel makes that announcement, which they could, I would say Diamond is going to be in some really rough water. Um, yep. So we'll find out what all of this means. So jumping over to Boom, uh, the latest in Buffy news is that there will be a new Slayer taking over this August. Um, this title is literally just called The Slayer. Um, it's going to be very interesting as a longtime Buffy fan, as you guys know, what that means. Um, it will be a limited series, but yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting and then there's also buffy the last vampire slayer so that's 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 what it is Um, buffy the last vampire slayer will be on the new slayer so yeah maybe buffy dies finally i don't know (laughs) because they 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 did that old buffy already they did and that was a one shot so i guess this is really their old man buffy series honestly that's what it that's what it really is that sounds awesome um honestly i mean a reboot <laughs> reboot was great uh yeah. it's it's you know i've whatever but it's it's actually interesting to take it and put it in a different time uh move it up whatever do something yep. different with it so that's that's fun i mean what was that one who was that one slayer from the future back, back was it they kind of did that same on buffy yeah in the comics or whatever right or I yeah forget. i mean there's different yeah, there's definitely been different slayers Takes, throughout. Right. Yeah. So um but anyways, so that's coming, like I said, uh out there in September. Cool. Um and then Jimi Hendrix is going to save the universe and Jimi Hendrix Purple Haze. It's gonna be put out through Titan. It's gonna be a hundred and twenty-eight page hardcover. Ooh. It's authorized by the late guitarist sister, and this is gonna be a sci-fi story that Jimmy is a time traveler, freedom fighter, and magical musician. Um, this is cool. <laughs> yeah, right. Can it? Can we line it up with an album or write, reading it? Like, like right, Pink, right. Pink Floyd, Wizard of Oz. Right, style. right. Yeah. How does this match <laughs> up? Um, so yeah, I mean, if you're a Hendrix fan or a comic book fan, this is a very interesting kind of cool idea i like when they do weird shit like this so yeah i'm i'm in yeah like a devil 
Bring it up. Um, and then finally, uh, we have the newest series by superstars Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. This is called Where the Body uh, Was. Where the Body Was. This is going to be set for December 6th. Um, I think it's going to be just another graphic novel. You know what I mean? So this will just be another culmination uh, story, which every single thing that I have read by the two of them has been awesome. Every single one of them. <laughs> so, it, you know, I, I'm all about it. Uh, I don't even, I, I kind of know what it's about. Not really. You know, it's about like a teenager and there's going to be some murder stuff happening and, you know, all the typical weird pulpy shit that these two do together so well. So this is this is the just put it out as a graphic novel, not single issues type deal. Well, so they yeah. So there are other stuff like pulp was like that. It was just okay. one thing. Um couple of the other ones that they've done, like Killer Be Killed was a series, but I think that was like 12 issues. The, some of the other ones have just been like, here you go. Okay. And they put it out as a graphic novel. And I think it things are categorized a little bit differently. Like if you're getting like an Eisner or something like that, like just, like just a single, like one of my buddies, I didn't write it on here, but he got announced for like this Miles Davis comic that's coming out from Z2. It's just a graphic novel. Like that's all it is. I can actually... I could talk about that um, if I, I can Miles pull Davis. it up. Yeah, so it's called, I think it's Miles Davis, The Sound, or The Search for the Sound. Um, that might be it. Uh, and that will be a new comic book coming out this year from my buddy David Chilzom. Yeah, Thanks. Miles Davis and The Search for the Sound, comic book hardcover, it's available on Miles Davis's store right now. Wow. Um, so actually, I'll, I'll put that in there. I'll put a link for it. Please do. I want to yeah. check that out. I'm sure everybody else out there, Miles Davis, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. We got a musical in this episode. Yes. Musical comic books. That's awesome. That's it. it that's really neat, though. It's like a, the, the expansion of the genre um, of, of comic books going into these these different realms and and not just superheroes. I mean, they're saying the Jimi Hendrix is a, a superhero, but in in its own right, it's still, you know, it's a different take on comic books completely. So very cool. Exactly. Um, and then over in Crowd Sorcery, we first have Pathfinder Abomination Vaults. This is an action RPG, a little bit more akin to like say a Diablo. Um, but it's the first of its kind using the Pathfinder, which is technically Dungeons and Dragons 2E <laughs> um, conversion. But yeah, so that that's coming out. That is uh, currently on Kickstarter now. We'll leave the link in there. Um, they're asking for my computer is going so slow right now. They're asking for a disgusting amount of money. I think they got it right. Last time I checked, um, I can I got it right here. No. They're asking for three hundred two, yeah, over three hundred two thousand dollars. They're at one hundred and seventy seven thousand dollars. So, interestingly enough, um, twenty eight days to go as of today, uh, the first of June. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how this works. Uh, you know, a lot of the time when you see these games, they're already funded, uh, right? Right. Away. Right. But you don't see them asking for more than a quarter million dollars usually. So, great idea. 
um, you know, I think that Pathfinder has enough of a following that, sure, it would be popular, but is this the way to go? Um, will they do it in other crowdfunding sources uh, besides Kickstarter to get it going? I don't know, but um, I love Diablo and I would love to see an, an alternative, but you're also looking at only a PC version of it. So you're cutting out mm. the console people. I would yes. I would have probably backed this, but I'm not a PC player. Um, right. So that kind of is a hindrance to uh, making that money. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I just want to add one other little layer to this. The studios that's working on a BKOM studio um, also created another game called Little Lords of Twilight. It failed. It was in mm. 2020. It was unsuccessful. Um, maybe they just don't understand you can't charge that much. <laughs> like... Which, I mean, I hate to be like that because I understand it also costs a lot of money. It probably needs this much money to make it. But yes. people's perception versus reality is a huge, huge difference. And like you said, we're not offering it on councils at this time. You've lost, I don't know how much backers just, just because of that. A lot. Yeah. So... I'm not um, somebody who's like, yeah, I'm going to go like I've like I've thought about getting a Steam Deck. You like your Steam Deck. But when I I, I sit there and I read a lot of people like, oh, what settings did you have to put this on to make it run and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like and as new games come out, what do you do? Because that's how PCs are. They don't you have to adapt the PCs to the games. Consoles stay the same. Yes. I'm not a big like, oh, it's got to be this like perfect frame rate and all this stuff like i'm i'm definitely like i want my ps5 frame rate and i want this like 4k gaming but at the same time i'm not that much of a like i'm not that much of a gamer that it's that important to me i would rather just have a console that i don't have to upgrade every every two years i'm just sitting there playing my game i buy it i play it that's it i don't have to change 20 settings on it to make it run right so I, <laughs> I get why people have to do that. I don't. And if a, if a game takes to do that, I don't play it. But I get right. I get what you're I get what you're saying, because I'm such a console gamer where I don't have to adjust settings that I'm just like, I, why am I doing this? If I can't right, get it right the first time, I'm just going to stop playing it. But and you, and you but and you get the games for Steam Deck that run on the Steam Deck, probably. Also true. I make know. sure that it's at least. 90 percent compatible with it so that like you said yeah to your point if it was something that wasn't i'd probably just get on console so um well you know this the link is in there yep. we'll find out what that means um if it gets funded but what has been funded is don't talk to the dead which is a supernatural adventure goonies meets dante's inferno written by myself and <laughs> ruben romero and it is funded. Um, we're at thirty-five hundred out of a thousand-dollar goal, but we want to unlock some stretch goals, um, including some sticker packs, some really, really good trading cards, which I cannot wait to reveal. They're very beautiful. Um, but you know, you get you can get drawn into it. Uh, there's a really cool T-shirt that we have made. We've got glow-in-the-dark covers. We've got amazing variant covers. Um, from Kit Wallace and Dave Schwartz and Michael Ratcliffe, so and Rodrigo Cataraca, who did In Fairy, Lunation. What else did Rodrigo do? I don't know. Great, great artist. Um, so only been getting better. This 
it's it's biased for me to say, but I I really think this is one of the best looking comic books that I've seen sometime. <laughs> it's true, all of it. Um, yeah, I have to agree. I was I've been really excited for this to come out. Um, it just it. Just from what you guys have told me, how long you've been working on it, uh, passion project, you know, and more. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, this this is the kind of stuff that's it sells and it's the kind of stuff that's going to get picked up by, you know, by bigger companies because it's what they're looking for. Uh, and, you know, I can't wait to read it. I was very excited to get that extended ver- that extended day one version. I think it's also important to say that that money that's been already put into it was made within a day. Um that's big. Within an that's hour. Big for you guys. <laughs> right. So that's yeah. huge. Um, and congratulations. And I can't wait to read it. I can't wait for you to read it. So while you're waiting, uh, let's jump over to a commercial break. DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. All right, we are back after that luscious commercials break, and Futurama's coming back over in TV streaming news. (laughs) What do you think of this? July 11th, which is kind of wild. It's been what 10 years or something like that something crazy 20 30 yeah yeah 10 years um great show um and it's it's funny i what was that show that was on netflix the medieval medieval show um enchanted disenchanted or whatever. disenchanted sorry disenchanted yep um so i mean it's been working on projects in between and simpsons have been still going strong and it, you know it's all owned by disney now, or simpsons yeah. is owned by disney right yeah, because it's so, Fox. Yeah, yeah. This right. well, honestly, this is probably owned by Disney too. It's gone on Hulu, which is oh, part yeah. mostly owned by Disney. So, yeah. Um. So I was wrong. July twenty fourth. I apologize. Is when season eleven shows up. Cool. Uh. So yeah, we'll see. That is part of a twenty episode order that was ordered. So this is the first ten episodes. I assume there'll be another season or part two or whatever. All right. Well, same voice cast, same anime, all the same stuff's back. Looking forward to it. That's right. Everything is old is new again in this world. Um, So I'm going to run this off of my phone because my computer keeps screwing up. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Uh, All right. So next up is the chosen one, which is Mark Millar's American Jesus adaptation. Uh, for Netflix, that is coming out on August 16th. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So the next entry in a uh, series of fumbles for the Millar world. <laughs> yeah. There's no trailer. So God knows what, what this show's even going to look like and can't get anybody excited. Probably won't drop a trailer till a month before it comes out. You know, it's just, this kind of stuff is just so stupid to me. Say these short these short-term memories that people have that they assume that they have, but it's really not because it's just hype your stuff. Um, yeah, that yeah. makes no sense to me. I would have been super excited about this way before today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So, and we're talking about it because we do a show on it, but I would say the majority of general audience have no idea that this is even coming out and it oh. even exists. So, uh, we'll see how that goes for him again. But <laughs> next, Aliens versus Predator, the anime? Question mark. Yeah, I, there's a rumor there that it's there's something being kept back by Disney 20th century that it's made and it's out there and it's an anthology of animes like Visions, you know, that's that Disney did for Star Wars. So I I would believe it. Um, and I if if it's true, where is it? Because I want to watch it. And it's stupid that that you're not putting this out. So it does kind of make me believe that it doesn't exist at the same time, because why wouldn't you release it unless you're waiting for, you know, close to the Romulus to come out? Um, right. I, I don't know. I mean, they've been doing Alien and Predator comics. I this is the time to do that kind of stuff. So. Hey, like you said, maybe they'll coincide it with one of the other alien releases coming out. And if that's the case, that makes sense. And like, that's fine with me because I just want to see more of that world. So absolutely. absolutely. Find out. Uh, Gremlins Secret of the Maga Secret of the Mogwai will be out on Max. Um, or it is out on Max. It is out. Sorry, yeah. that's right. It came out when Max came out. So, geez, uh, there's a reference to Big Trouble in Little China in it just a little bit of an easter egg um you know for people who are fans of both 80s franchises there's a little low pan that's rumored to show up and or uh little hints at it so don't be surprised and they have said there's other like little winks and nods to more popular franchises which i, I think is just fun there's no reason why those two can't exist in the same in the same universe that's actually kind of awesome smart idea. um yeah. yeah it is smart i've heard good things about it i've been sending you things about it to get you yes, excited you about it so <laughs> i need to watch it um my, my my wife is not a gremlins fan she went to see it in a theater as a kid and was scarred and had to leave the theater so she refuses to watch anything regarding those little green monsters i need you to watch it to tell me if it's good or not before i watch it. i guess Will that's do. what i'll say <laughs> on it i'll start watching it at night when uh, there you go my night leaves so. What is good was this trailer for Skull Island. Um, the show just looks awesome. It's animated by Powerhouse. We yes. love Powerhouse animation. It's just going to be a big monster fest. And I loved this trailer, and I cannot wait. Yeah, this the fact that they're just continuing to build this up, that we know there's another Kong Godzilla movie coming out, uh, that they just... they're. They're just building it out. And I think it's great. And a animate animated anything is is an awesome way to go because you can mm -hmm. do a lot, a lot with it. Um, and just kind of putting, you know, going back to Skull Island and, and delving into that, you know, that world. I'm really excited to see that um, and that that little more contained monster world. Same, same, same. And then finally, so that comes out on the 22nd of June, June oh. 15th, week before that, Black Mirror Season 6. So much. <laughs> Trailer is just so good. More celebrities, more fucked upness. Selma what? Hayek what? is, I think, in the first episode. <laughs> what? Yeah. So, um, I'm in. You know, I love that show so much. So, I um, it's been too long, I guess is all I'll say. 
Um, okay, so jumping over to movie news, we've got some Avatar Way of Water. Uh, the disc releases, the 4K, 3D, Blu-ray, Blu-ray, DVD. Oh, my gosh. Uh, is all coming out with just insane amounts of extras, which is all I really wanted. So um, as far as the digital release that's coming out this, well, within this week, June 7th, it will be on Disney+. Plus. Uh, which I think is just effing awesome. Uh, and then as far as these Blu-rays go, they should say, be coming out June 20th. You said 3D Blu-ray? I did say 3D Blu-ray. Because I still have a 3D setup in my bedroom. <laughs> yeah, right? So, you know, I don't know. <laughs> like, fine. I would... You know, the thing that's kind of weird is like, so there's a 3D Blu-ray. I don't think there's 3D 4K. I don't think that's a thing. Yeah. Interesting. So um, whatever way it shakes out, just but I've been waiting for physical releases of certain things. This is one of them. Mario, I'm waiting on like Dungeons and Dragons did just come out this week or last week. So I got to get that. So there's been a lot of good movies so far within the last six months. That I, I want to own them. I watched that, too, since the last show. Great movie. Dungeons and Dragons is my favorite movie of the year so far. Um, I know there's more to come, but that movie was a pleasant surprise. You didn't see Mario though, right? Not yet. No. I I bet you Mario will beat will beat it. Oh, I'm sure. Like I'm Dungeons sure. and Dragons is a great movie, and especially if you play Dungeons and Dragons, it's even better. But Mario is core memories unlocked. Awesome. That's all. That that's it. And and especially if you've been playing Nintendo. You've been playing Mario for the last 30 years like we have. There is so many references. So, <laughs> yeah, I just I just can't wait. Um, also, things that I cannot wait about. Oh, the my new God. trailer for, <laughs> for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem dropped. I, I teared up. I'll be quite honest with you. I it was already kind of in. But the animation, the them being kids you know, it just looks so fun and so cool, and I'm just really excited about it. During the trailer, I was I, I, I got so excited. I was and and I started thinking like about the next season to listen up casual. And I was like, we got to do a team season, and I was like, do TMNT, and then Rocco was like, we already did TMNT, man. You did. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, we're still gonna do teams. Um, but yeah, you it did was do that, it. Yeah, it was. I got so pumped up about Ninja Turtles. Um, Longtime turtle fan since I was a kid, as all as all of us were, if yeah. you were uh, growing up in the late '80s, early '90s. Um, the animation, this this, I don't care if it's like a Spider Verse ripoff or whatever you want to freaking call it. It looks amazing. It looks great, and it's perfect. And like you said, just the stellar cast um, and this new take on it. the The last Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated movie was awesome. This one's awesome. gonna be. So awesomer awesome awesomer. yeah i think so too <laughs> um in addition to that the date for the movie moved up a week which i thought was pretty cool uh so now it will be released on august 2nd so two days earlier um oh and it's being scored by atticus ross and trent Reznor. um people who've seen the movie have said that the score is amazing it's and wild. it's perfect, and they all say the movie's perfect. So wild! That's, That's such it. a oh, I can't believe they're doing the soundtrack. Well, I thought about it, 
and he did or they did soul um oh, okay so like that was an animated movie and the disney one yeah really yeah, i didn't Pixar know that one oh, yeah well, i gotta watch that okay it's a good movie it's a good movie there's some things racially that i could talk about but it's a good movie <laughs> sounds like disney mm-hmm. it sounds like Disney. um one of my other franchises which i talk about all the time is how to train your dragon um i love those movies i think they're super fun i think some of the best music that we've gotten in scores in a long time i just think it's great we are getting our live action one and we've got our hiccup and astrid hiccup will be mason thames who is in black phone and Nico Parker uh, will be Astrid. She'll be. She's from Last of Us. She was. Um, what's his name's daughter? Um, so yeah, that's huge pieces of casting news. Um, as far as we got our main ones, we will see what this looks like. Yeah, How to Train Your Dragon is huge. I mean, from the movies to the series and more. Um, what a what a great concept and. It's interesting to think about a live action version of it. So let's can't wait. Can't wait. That's it. Finally, in in uh, movie news, we've got Hidden Strike. This is a new movie coming out with Jackie Chan and John Cena. It just looks like a fun, cheesy action movie. And, you know, Jackie Chan's 70 years old almost. And the dude is still still hilarious still kicking ass and you know this is the kind of shit that i live for these kind of movies <laughs> yeah it's it's like very mad max like uh yeah. it's i i watched the trailer yesterday and i you know john cena is great um as a as an action star so and and very comedic so i just i i love that jackie chan is in the new Ninja Turtle movie, a splinter. I love oh, that yeah, he's in this, right. yep. that he's back in the spotlight um, where he deserves to be. I love Jackie Chan. That's it. Um, all right. So whew, let's jump over to gaming news. This is a big one. Um, PlayStation, mostly PlayStation news, actually, now that I say it out loud. Uh, <laughs> there's really yes. just, they did their showcase uh, last week. And we've got reveals for some of the new games. Um, so I would say, and correct me if I'm wrong, the big announcements would be the Metal Gear. Uh, we'll be getting remakes on those. Um, we'll be getting a new Metal Gear Snake Eater game. And also for me, Spider-Man 2. Yes. Um, actually, you know what? There's some other shit, too, because the new Bungie game looks good. Like, yeah, go on. I just want to say this this showcase was one of the best ones I've seen. This yeah. is hands down. There was hardly anything in it that I didn't wasn't excited about. There was a few things, of course, but honestly, I was really excited for um of course Dragon's Dogma 2. Like I've always yeah. wanted you to play that game. I love that game. People love that game. It's one of the best, it's rated one of the best RPG games for like magic use in in a game. And I, I completely agree. It's it's a that game is amazing by itself, but I'm really excited for a next-gen um, version of it. Um, and it seems like they're going to keep a lot of the same stuff from it. Um, but honestly, man, these these indie games that they showed off got me more excited than anything. Um, like Sword of the Sea, uh, which is the new one from the makers of Journey, which looks like mm. basically like a surfing game um, where you're surfing through trippy-ass stuff. Uh, um is that the mmo 
I I don't know if it's an MMO or not. I I think that you can cross. Th- no, that's a different oh. one because that was for that was for phones, and then it was oh, that's right. actually that is being released for consoles. But this is brand new. Um, there was a let's see, there was uh, Revenant Hill, which just looked really weird. Um, and then Ultros, which looks like a psychedelic um, side-scrolling adventure. Uh, so. Some very cool stuff coming out um, if you're a, if you're a fan of indie games and and that kind of stuff. But like you just said, um, Metal Gear Solid Three is being remade. Uh, Metal Solid um, Metal Gear Solid Delta, they're calling it Snake Eater. So it was interesting because I was kind of like, why are you remaking this game, but you're not making the other ones? And then all of a sudden you see they're making the remasters of one through three, and then yeah. of course the original two um, for what was it? NES, you know, so very cool. Um, And that's volume one. I'm very very excited to get back to playing. I want to play Metal Gear Solid one again. I want VR missions. Where is that game? Hmm. It was a good game. It was a really good game. game. It was a tactical shooter game. Um, Yeah. So there, there was, there was a lot. Uh, You guys can check it all out. Um, But do you want to talk that Spider-Man trailer? I just, I do because it was one of the greatest thing. I, I had to stop myself from turning it off because I didn't yeah. want so much revealed. But then I was like, you know what? This is probably just one small thing. Just like the opening sequence of that last game or the first game with where you're fighting Kingpin and it's just like going through the city and you're going yeah. through buildings and it's like, whoa, like that was the opening sequence. This is probably close to it. That was my line. If you weren't going to watch it, that to convince you to watch it, that, Listen, man, this is just a small part of the game. You yeah. need to see this. Yeah. Because that the the black suit gameplay is amazing and unexpected. Um, and I was reading about the the voice actor who had to practice being angry and, and stuff. Like it was really hard for him to do it. Um, so it's really exciting to see that because we knew Venom was coming. I mean, we had to assume that Peter Parker was gonna have the black suit, but I didn't think it was gonna be in his capacity. Yeah, so because you're learning all black suit powers, right? And they use they showed more powers getting used and you get to switch between him and Miles and it's just like everything about it was just adding more to what's so great about those two games. Because don't the Miles game is perfect. That is that actually yeah. arguably is better than the other one. It's contained too. So it's not as like, exactly the other one's so big and it's great. But be, like sometimes no Mary Jane more... missions, no right? Miles Morales. Like they needed to get rid of it, and they did, and it worked out for the better. Exactly. Sometimes a shorter game is just better when you're pushing the graphics and more. So yep. Good so you guys can look and see. I'll just leave the link in there of all the other PlayStation stuff. You haven't missed it. Um, I guess I'll just move this up a little bit. I didn't realize Alone in the Dark was getting a new version. I've liked that series since the beginning. Since my Jeez, Gateway. I don't even remember what I played Alone in the Dark <laughs> yes. in like so many years ago. So this one's got David Harbour. It's also got uh, Jody Comer um, in it and a bunch of other celebrities like Michael Madsen, etc. It looked good and yeah. I will play it. Yeah, very, very excited for this kind of stuff. It's so many cool games. Yep. Um, one of our favorite franchises ever is Uncharted. And if you happen to be in Port aventura world which i think is in like spain italy spain <laughs> yeah like that. 
yeah, you can be a part of a uh, Uncharted, the Enigma of Petinence. Um, it's a ride. Yeah. Yeah, it's an amusement park ride, like the mummy or something. It's crazy. It's such yeah. a weird concept, and I hope it, I hope it's I hope it comes somewhere else. But then again, I've always wanted to go to Spain. So <laughs> now now's your chance, Nathan. <laughs> um, and then finally, in gaming news, Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster Collection. Uh, it's been sold out for a long time. The physical copies, they're finally restocking them. I remember trying to grab this one for Katie for Christmas many years ago, and it's just it was just a nightmare. I think I did get it for her, but yeah, so finally we're getting the physical copies back. Did you though? Because <laughs> it's so, these this sold out like within minutes, day one. And this is actually, more, I'm looking at this. No, I did not I, get this for you. Must have got her something different yeah, because this. Here's here's the thing. Why why is it so hard to get this physical copies? Why do you make it so damn hard? Um, and then you're re-releasing it on a weird website um, that's only like the Asia version. Like you can play it. It's 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 not it's region free. But this is a stupid concept to me. Don't you want to make money? Mm-hmm. Who like I get like you're charging full price for digital copies of games now, and now it's like it's hard to get the physical copy. You're just creating uh, chaos in my in my opinion. We'd be making more money. Um, uh, so I I don't get it. I would I would pick up this physical version in a minute for my my Switch. But now it's like I've already bought Final Fantasy VI. I can't buy yeah. the bundle. Yeah, well, I could buy the bundle and still save money, but I'm, you know, I'm going to buy it each one individually as the years go on, kind of just spread it out. But it, it is, it's frustrating and it's kind of stupid in my opinion. And I couldn't agree more um, at all. So anyway, if you go to playasia.com, you can get it. We'll leave a link in there too, because you might want to actually buy it. But Chris, we've been talking a lot about all this stuff. What time is it? It's time to pursue some plastic. figure enthusiasts this is the pursuit of plastic uh first up hasbro so we got x-men 97 uh the continuation of the animated series from the 90s it's incoming probably early 2024 i'm very excited to see if the mcu uses this actually as the origin of the x-men and then does some kind of island of krakoa you know concept um because why not keep these origins true to the x-men and do your own thing kind of with the characters in the future. But I digress to the <laughs> 97 Magneto's helmet. If you're a cosplayer and you want to dress up as your favorite magnetic mutant, um, you know, Marvel has been putting out these great role play things across the board for all their different franchises. It's cool. It is. I don't it need is. it, but it's very cool. <laughs> yeah. If you need to block like psychic powers from that's going it. into it's your brain very, very cool yeah exactly exactly um next up more squadron supreme figures um you know i i i believe the first two i don't even have the, what these two are i don't necessarily care i put this on here because yeah, i wanted to mention how it's like you got you got the first two was like uh is on were put up for pre-order now there's another two pack so it's kind of exciting to see that because they are going all in at least they're going to complete it which was my worry um so i'll leave a link to hasbro pulse for that if you're interested um but what i'm really interested in is this 
uh, West Coast Avengers box set that they're putting out to Amazon uh, because they just put out a Wonder Man figure. Uh, Hawkeye is getting a 60th anniversary yep. Yep, figure for the Sky Sled. So you can build your West Coast Avengers team. Yep. Um, some cool stuff in here, including like this non-Ant-Man Hank Pym, uh, who is just basically like the Michael Douglas version running around the movie without a suit on. So um, cool Just what enough. I wanted. Right? <laughs> uh, Half-naked Tigra and more. So, you yeah. know, I, lo- I love Tigra in the 90s because I was a teenage boy. So... <laughs> <laughs> All right, over to McFarlane. Um, to note, the Nightfall Batman went up for pre-order yesterday and sold out within minutes. So it's interesting to see how this has kind of changed uh, with the as McFarlane has had this 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 license over the last couple of years now, and um, to see that he's not overstocking and he's playing playing it more close to close to home and and yeah, not allowing that. And it's smart because. He could release them again and, you know, as another wave uh, to fulfill people's dreams of having this figure. I ordered yep. two. Hopefully, hopefully I get both so you can have one. Um, but the news here is that he has extended his deal with WB through 2025, which is great because I think he's been doing a great job. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely one of those um, no brainers for both of them, honestly. They yeah. both seem to be uh, thriving pretty well. Um, you know, we, we're we're fans, obviously, of McFarlane, so it's it's good to see that this is going to keep going. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, next up, Hiya Toys, who does. We actually noticed that they do one twelve figures, uh, some really amazing ones, but their mainstay is one uh, eighteenth scale, uh, and so they've been doing some Kong um, in that MonsterVerse world. So I'm really kind of excited because. I love that. I would love to get kind of those figures at that scale because if you get them too big, it's like, what are you going to do with them? But you could do some really cool displays if they're that scale. And so um, up for pre-order now is the Skull Devil from um, um, the first movie. Yeah, I. it's one of those things where I don't want to commit to that scale because then I got to go and get everything at that scale. I think they're great. I think they've been looking better and better every year, Haya. You know what I mean? And we featured some of the 112s, I think, last episode. Um, man, if I was like a diorama person, like if I knew how yeah. to make like a fucking island, sorry for effing right now, but that that's what I would do. That's how I'd do it. Yeah, 100%. Exactly what I'm saying. It's just, it's, it's, they look great. I think that. I was really excited when they were doing those aliens and predators, but I, you know, I'd gotten all in on, on NECA's at that scale. So, um, but if you're going to do it, do it like that. So, uh, next up, we were talking about how super seven had to change their, uh, Ninja Turtles line. Uh, they had been doing the homage to the classic playmates for a long time. All of a sudden wave 10 came about and you see these, this change in it. And, now it, it makes more sense because Playmates has pulled back that uh, that right because they're doing their own. Uh, and I mentioned that in the last show where they have those four packs. Uh, but there's a special four pack up for pre-order on, or actually it's in stock on Amazon. It's a really cool box set of the Turtle Van uh, with some really neat artwork on the on the outside. But you get four figures with it. Mondo Gecko, April O'Neil, Raphael, and, and Leonardo um, with classic card backs and... They're a little bit different than than the look like the turtles look different. Um, the other two are, are 
pretty much the same as the old figures, but um, the turtles look a little more updated and not like they did back in the day. Yeah, they're they're just slightly tweaked. But to be honest with you, as somebody who owned all that stuff when I was a kid, like this is great. It's a great price point, and you know if you're into getting the comic, quote unquote, uh, sorry, not comic, cartoon accurate versions, um, this is a good way to to go into it. You know, yeah. re re get those old figures that you grew up with. Yeah, I was just like, this box is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. I almost just ordered it because of that, but I did. It. Uh, smartly so that's 45 bucks up on amazon uh in stock now uh speaking of tmnt uh we got a tease from NECA uh for the the third ninja turtles movie figures now that movie was not great at all but that the turtles as samurai is is a really cool design uh and will make some really cool figures so maybe it'll be a box set maybe it'll be individual figures i'm leaning towards box set for that, there's no way they're going to sell individual figures for that shitty movie. So, yeah, they'll have to sell it all as a four-pack, for sure. Yep, yep. Um, and then also, they seem to be going all in on the Mirage, once again, uh, Mirage Studios versions of the Turtles. So, um, I sent you that four-pack of the Turtles, and they're all in their red hat bands and the classic look. Um, we know that there's a new April coming. Um, they just they just put up for pre-order, like, the ultimate Foot Clan soldier uh and and there's so much more coming so it's really exciting to see them going all in because i believe we're at like a big anniversary for that at this point these so if you you know you remember but i'll just you know go down a little bit of a hole those mirage figures were the first NECA turtles figures that we ever saw but they were like the really old eastman layer designs um so they look more like turtles and those are great and you can not buy them at any good price but you can get their knockoffs and they're decent these look effing amazing like this is an instant buy absolutely i will buy it like yeah i guess it's cool to get all four different colored bandanas and i'm sure they'll release the next one with that but this is it this is the turtles this is like kevin Eastman. you know like they just look effing awesome so i don't know what the price is gonna be but you can have my money because I'll own these. Yeah, I assume it's going to be like 120 bucks. You Fine. know, whatever. You know, yeah, right? Exactly. These are. I mean, maybe you'll get a discount on it, but I'm assuming it's a four pack, and I'm yeah definitely waiting for it to go up for pre order, and we will let you know when it does. Absolutely. Um, somebody got really excited about this Jada Toys uh, <laughs> Chester the Cheetah from the Cheetos commercials. Um, it's awesome. It looks really cool. It looks really, like here's the thing. We all know what he looks like, you yeah. know, and yep. he comes with like a little bag of Cheetos and he looks cool. And then I just thought, well, why haven't we gotten Captain Crunch? And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in the Fruit Loops and the bunny and all the, you know what I mean? Like it just kind of was like these iconic mascots from our our youth. And, you know, they've done some things like they did all the Booberry and Count Chocula and all those guys, the spooky guys get stuff. But like. I don't know. I just thought it was a cool thing. It's really well articulated. It's Jada toys, which means it's probably like 20 bucks. Like it just, it seemed like a kind of a neat idea. No, absolutely. It's, and Jada toys is just kind of killing it right now at that price point. Um, It's amazing that you can get really great looking figures for under 30 bucks. Yes. 100%. 
this one is a little bit of a speculation. Um, it came from Toy News International and Toy <laughs> Farts, which is the same thing, um, on yeah. our on our Instagram. So I love I love that I love that um, account. But according to them, Mezco may be putting out a paid subscription. Now, I. I've I've spoken badly about Mesco. Now I still buy Mesco, really? of course. No, yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm back on my Mesco kick because I do I do think they do a really great job. Now their distribution has been really bad through you know the last couple of years. Now COVID can be blamed for that, but also you can't be putting out your own figures and not releasing things that people put money down for. So that was my my biggest argument. But right. what is this? This is a weird like the details they gave us seemed like really kind of s- stupid and 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 not and not um not really beneficial of like a hundred plus dollar subscription um I, and that's why i kind of kept looking at it it's kind of like is it a farce mm-hmm. yeah so take this one with a with a grain of salt until um mezco officially releases um their supposed you know uh premium subscription plan so that's kind of all we really can say about it until we find out if it's real or not but so stay tuned for news on that absolutely uh you want to talk about lego pac-man yeah so this actually just dropped today um it's another new video game set from lego it's pac-man it's the classic arcade pac-man machine um which i also believe is playable which is just bonkers to me coming at $279, which to be honest with you for what they've been doing lately, it's, it's one of their cheaper sets. This is about how much trans, um, Optimus prime cost. I think he might've been like two twenty nine. So I, I think it's a pretty decent price. I think if you're a Pac-Man fan and a Lego fan, this is a no brainer and it opens up in the back and there's a cool minifigure. It looks like Mad Max from stranger things. I just, I love it. That's true. Kind of looks like her, right? It's a little redhead girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they used the same one from the Stranger Thing Lego. No, <laughs> maybe. No, that this is great. I mean, they've been doing the Atari set. They've been doing the Nintendo set, like you said. Um, just keep doing this kind of stuff because it's yeah. obviously popular, and there's yeah. so much to delve into um, with all the consoles and all the all the all the crazy um, arcade machines that have been. Wait for yeah, workable playstation probably by that day one (laughs) (laughs) it'll be sold out for years yeah um mondo is continuing their animated x-men line uh this one the saber tooth figure looks awesome um i don't collect these but i i'm like and i'm not a huge saber tooth fan but i would buy this because it's so cool looking um just mammoth uh the the picture they show with all the different accessories great great job on this that's it, you know, and just just like we've said, we don't buy it because it's an it's an investment. You know what I mean? Like, because if I get one, I want all because every single one of these animated series X-Men's have looked perfect, just so perfect. So, yeah, it's it's sad. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, and then speaking of one six scale figures, uh, we have a slew of hot toys, which is usually not the case in the show. Um, but let's just go through these, man. We got into the Spider-Verse figures. Uh, the one to note is the 2099 version. Um, they're doing a Miles one, of course, and I think Ghost Spider as well. But the Spider-Man 2099 one looks really cool. Um, and I, I, 
it's I, I like that version. I love that Oscar Isaac is voicing that character. And, you know, I if I was buying Hot Toys still, I'd, I'd get it. Yup. <laughs> it's enough. This is, you know, this pulls at my heartstrings because or my wallet strings. Of course, I want it. I have the miles from the first Spider-Verse and it's awesome. And you know what's good is that they made it different enough that I don't feel like I don't think we wrote it down here. But yeah, you're right. Spider-Gwen is in there, too. They made them different enough to look like cartoons that yeah. it, it it separates from the other one that I have. That's slightly more like a realistic take on it and different than the PlayStation version of the character, which looks completely like realistic. So it it's going to be really hard. Probably after tonight, don't be surprised if I text you saying oh, I, I went in on that 2099. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking at pulling at your wallet and your heartstrings oh, and God. not being surprised uh, if I pre-order something because I have every version of Luke Skywalker so I've far. I've been waiting for this one. I've been waiting for this one. This is the one. This is my this favorite is version, one. period, yes. of Luke Skywalker. Um, so finally, the Empire Strikes Back version yep. uh, is being released uh, and his his fight start Darth Vader <laughs> tan suit. Uh, deluxe version comes with his face in the Vader skull from the cave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um yeah this is this is crazy i've i've waited years for this figure and it was just kind of like i I, at one point i was like did i miss it um and more so just announced uh yeah i i don't know what i'm gonna do i don't know (laughs) yeah that that i don't have anything else to add to that because i saw it get announced and i also was like son of a bit like for me the ultimate's you know, um, from Return of the Jedi. Right. But as far as like other classic Luke outfits that I want him in, this is it. And I think it has a removable hand too. I'm almost 99% sure. Don't so, they all have removable hands? I'm just joking. I don't. <laughs> all right. What else is in this thing? Let's get through it. Jeez. <laughs> well, let's talk about these, um, these Batmans. Uh, first up, we knew this was probably coming because the Batman 89 had already, you know, been up for pre-order but with the flash coming out um we got a bunch of hot toys coming so first up we have old man keaton uh version which um you know they've changed up some stuff like the belt and and the suit and uh the old man head and stuff like that great looking set uh and i'm really excited for this character in the movie yeah that's again talk about things that i could spend my money on it's like new batman right especially michael keaton's version so i i know you you have your 89 and you're happy with that part of me i don't know again i'll have to see what this movie's like because this might be the one that i that i want it might be i don't know yet yeah yeah my biggest thing is like that that 89 movie was my is my childhood. It's like Of course. Of course. It's everything I remember. And it's just like I, I want that version. Um I was actually able to procure the um the Mezco one finally. Uh which yeah. you know finally went up on you know, it was sold out in Mezco. I tried to get it there. Um I got denied on the wait list. Um, but then it went up on Big Bad Toy Store for a little bit more money. So I was like, you know what? Screw it, I'm getting it. Um because I want it with my Christopher Reeve, you know, and and I want it on my display display here. Yes, I'm getting the Hot Toy version as well, uh, but that doesn't come out for 
like two years. So mm-hmm. um, looking forward to that. Next up today drop, though, was the Batafleck Deluxe version. Um, you get the regular version, but also you can get the one with the bike. And this yeah. is really cool because this is going to be the ultimate version of that of that character. Right. And I yeah. you know what? From the beginning, we love that design. I was never I was never against Ben Affleck being Batman. I yeah. love Ben Affleck. I do. And I thought that he did a good job. I liked it. And regardless of the Snyderverse controversies and more, I love that he's in the Flash and that that they're going to give him a good send off to that character because he went through so much bullshit with the fans um, over it. So, yep. yep. Good job. Um, and I'm looking forward to the movie again. And this looks awesome. And I love that they're doing vehicles and stuff like that. Same. Just so much that I want. <laughs> but last up, I don't know what this is. They did a tease of all these Batman suits. In the trailer, we see his display of Batman suits. And knowing that throughout the years, there's been different versions of, of what he's worn. And are we going to get all of these figures? Um, are they going to do like a hall of armor like they did with Iron Man? Um, yes. Yeah. I mean, they're all about making money. So we've talked about it. You you showed me one where it could be Thomas Wayne with the holsters, um, the blue and blue and gray version, all of it. Yeah, that's that's it. Just like you said, it's probably going to be very similar to the Hall of Armor, the Iron Man armor. There's no reason not to. People will keep buying Batman forever. And all you got to do is give him a holster, give him a brown cape. Like, it doesn't matter. But it, it, it people are going to buy it. That's it. <laughs> I like your not intentional Batman forever reference. Um, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. It's it's funny because we always talk about like scuba Batman and blah, blah, blah. There's definitely a scuba Batman suit in there. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know? so yeah, exactly. Like, people are going to buy these up. But anyways, that's the end of the show. Uh, where can you find us? We're everywhere. We're all over the internet. <laughs> we are at don'tforgetatowel.com, dfatentertainment.com, and dfatent on social medias if you guys want to follow us and any of the other great programs, um, part of the podcast network. And yeah, follow us on those things. Go to Kickstarter. Go support Don't Talk to the Dead. This is Casey saying read and buy my comics. <laughs> and this is Chris saying don't forget a towel.